Welcome to the More Than Ball Show. It's episode two. Woo! Yes, what? yes, we are back. We are back. We know that you've missed us. I'm Olorawayo. I'm Eamon. I'm Sevian. Hey, it's Shaquila. I'm Paige. And we are your cast for the Modern Ball Show. Um, shout out to Nay Saga on this and NBA 2K. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, what to expect from the show? We're going to be talking about um, our experiences with gaming, playing the game, some NBA news, um, WNBA news, some hot topics as well, and some of the opportunities that some of the team have got um, to go out and see some of the things going on in the community. Shout out to you, Sev. Jeez. Look at you. Look at you. We love that. But yeah, I guess open question, guys. How have you found playing NBA 2K23 so far? What have you done so far? You know what? I've been playing um, quick play a lot thinking that I can play 2K because I play my team, it's like, wow, like, <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit challenging. <laughs> Wait, so when you've been playing quick play, have you been playing online or have you been playing like just against the computer? Just against the computer, but sometimes okay. I do play online against my friends and it's, it's not going too well. Cause I really feel like I'm busting up the computer. And then when, when my friends show me like wild one, it's like, wow, like, yeah. Some people, they can really play. Yeah, I'm, I'm killing the computer. That's the only thing I post on social media when you see that I'm winning by 100 points. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Is it beginner mode? Yeah, rookie. <laughs> <laughs> that was no, a little secret. I didn't want to put that out there, but since you asked. <laughs> That's okay, because I'm definitely still in um, introduction mode, you know, practicing my dribbling skills, my passing <laughs> skills, and shooting skills. It's a bit different on the actual court. <laughs> so you're still in that mode where you know when you're downloading the game and it's teaching you how to play you're, you're no no no, no. You, you know when you're downloading the game and it's not fully downloaded and yeah yeah <laughs> yep that's, that's me i'm taking a little pause because after how we killed you guys last time mm. i think you guys need to catch up so is it don't worry we're gonna be playing again good one Sev. <laughs> i don't recall you winning by 20 it's a one-point game anyone could have won yeah honestly. we let you we let you just are you let us get close <laughs> It's a show, it's entertainment. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, because... Yeah, yeah. I think we should set up the game today, right? I can call Steph make sure that we get Discord sorted, because... I'm ready to batter you guys, to be honest. Yeah, let's do it. I I practice. You said was going to say something. I was ready. But has anyone been playing, like, career mode or anything like that? Yeah, it's been really interesting seeing people in the My City thing just be Mm. on skateboards. Like, why? Like, I still, I can't get my brain around, like, why they're skateboarding, like, 24-7. So I've completed the game, right? Because obviously I've got nothing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, hold on. complete the game what does that what does that even mean complete so like you know the what's it um is it my player like mp yeah yeah yeah. i've completed that my player section there's like one more task that i need to do that is like i think impossible to be honest like it's like coach graves um like um development league 14 or something i've googled it tried to figure out how best to complete it and honestly i can't do it so i've just decided that i've completed the game there's a statue of me in the city so I know that I've completed it. That's like the last thing that I need to do. No, the levels that you completed it at, not you done as Haslam. You were, you were Hall of Famer. With yeah, this yeah, statue. I've gotten there. I'm MVP of the city. Like I've got all the awards, everything. Eamon, for your question. Um, so basically like um, there is a point when you get to in the career mode where your player needs to stop just being a basketball player and then they need to become like good at everything, right? Fashion and all of these different things so that they really like are in industry. And one of the things that they need to get really good at is like streets 
and being on the street is like skateboarding and stuff like that. So that's why people are always skateboarding around the city, mm. grinding on things like that, because it helps you improve your levels. Mm. But yeah. You might catch me skateboarding now. Yeah, you know yeah. What? My player is broke. <laughs> Not broke. Yeah, just keep spending money on clothing. No sense whatsoever. Oh, You're yeah. supposed to use the money to improve your player. <laughs> yeah, look, look at what I'm doing. <laughs> well, what what's the latest drip? Did you were you one of those people that went out and bought like the whole Palm Angels tracksuit and everything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that you actually said Palm Angels because that's exactly what I did, and I've got no money. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It was because I saw a deal. It was like everything was twenty percent off, and I was like, they're gonna they're gonna hook some people to go and buy all of that stuff, and you were one of them. <laughs> Well, um, one other thing that I've experienced while playing the game, I don't know if you guys have experienced it, but um, there's like that theatre mode, right? And the theatre mode is like where you go when you want to, um, when you want to like show off, I guess, um, and you want to play like 3v3 versus other people. Um, and I went on there and I was trying to play the game, like obviously while um, like I'm not quite yet in, my character isn't quite yet in the position where they're any good at at streetball really that they're just very good at NBA and so I was like oh it's fine like I've got I'm 92 like that's that's a good stat like I can go there and play thinking it was going to be fine but there's like a whole nother level for streetball so I was there playing thinking everything was going to be fine these guys they do not pass the ball like has anyone experienced that like if you're playing in my theater and they see that you're like a low level people just don't pass you the ball it doesn't matter if they're on your team they just ignore you like literally passing around you does anyone, does that happen to anyone? I actually haven't played it, oh, but in real life, that I was sounds just about to say, yeah. in real life. That sounds about <laughs> Literally, I was saying, it was like a real life, it's a simulation of real life, of you going to the park being like, I got next and no one wants you to get next. It was like, no guys, pass. But now one of the worst things that I experienced, well not worst, it was funny as well, but it was also a bit like, uh -uh. I was playing the game now and I was like playing around with my character, I changed his hair to orange just for banter. And I went to, I walked into my theater thinking like, and then you can't change your character's clothes when you get there. So then they're like all presenting themselves and stuff. And I was like, oh crap, I look like an idiot. Thinking that no one was gonna say anything and so on. So I was there like playing the game. And then someone literally said to me like, and obviously you can talk to your team while they're playing, yeah? So I kept cutting in, trying to get someone to pass to me. So I'm driving under the basket, give me the ball, let me dunk. No one was passing. Then the guy that I was playing with literally came off mute and said, stop running around like a headless chicken, you fucking And I was like, what? <laughs> literally, I was like, oh my days. Not the online abuse. Like, <laughs> like, Is this not PG? I hey. was like, oh my gosh. Like, I couldn't believe it. After that, obviously, I had to dunk like several times to make sure he realized that I was an asset to the team. But honestly, <laughs> The mouth of some of these people when you're playing online, you would not expect it. That's really my goodness. Yeah. But I guess it's all part of the game. Like there's also like some really cool parts of it as well. But that I thought it was quite funny. I can look back and laugh, but I was very much like at the moment, had to, you know, when you really have to think about it, like, hold on. Who who is this guy talking to okay. me anyhow? How, how old did this person sound? Like 10? Probably, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, they can't have been a teenager. Like, I feel like this person was like an angry somebody. So I'm going to give him like 22. Like he, he really, mm. deep voice, feeling it, like very annoyed. But I mean, we were winning the game. It just wasn't necessary. Um, but, you know, people are people. But I guess it's the beauty of playing online. Has anyone had any other mad experiences or we... Nothing tops that. <laughs> Nothing tops that. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. 
So this season of the NBA has been really crazy. We've had it all, from Udoka being suspended before the season began, despite taking Celtics to the finals last year. Kyrie and KD were on the Nets, and now they are in Phoenix and Dallas. Russ yeah. was a Laker and was getting scapegoated for everything. Savion, <laughs> do you want to say anything? <laughs> we had all that Kyrie drama that was never yeah. ending. Teams like Nuggets and Memphis are dominating the West. The three-headed MVP race, which has been so toxic. Has any been, anyone been reading like everything on Twitter regarding it? Because yeah. it's literally a war between like Embiid fans and Jokic yeah. fans. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I even think that Jokic recently was like, he's not even reading anything anymore. He's just playing because he's just tired mm. of it. Yeah, 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 I feel like it's going to never end, like this Jokic versus Embiid situation. Rivalry. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah, this rivalry is going to be intense for like the next five years. Um, we just need Giannis to come and win, and then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on that one. Yeah. That one. Simple solution. <laughs> yeah. And then just last month, we had all that drama rant drama as well. So, yeah, yeah. like, this season has been long. There's been, like, so much that's happened. Um, but the best thing for me that's happened this season has been what's going on right now with the playing situation in the West. Like, this is, like, real basketball, like, pure basketball. There's no drama. It's just, like, good fun. Um, mm-hmm. So what's everyone else's favourite moment this season? I think the fact that the oh, Kings no. are in the playoff, like, yeah. they've ended their yeah. travel. Like, like the yeah. Yeah, that's like historically like that's like not done for such a long time yeah Yeah. how how many years has it been it's been like it's been a crazy amount of time Mm -hmm. the last time they were there was like 2006 that's crazy yeah i think it's the longest playoff drought in u.s sporting history so if you think about that that's crazy can you imagine what it feels like to be a king's fan at this time like that must be like to know that you didn't give up yeah. on your team and like 16, 16 years clean. It must be the same as feeling like an Arsenal fan this year, actually. No, seriously. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, mm-hmm. it's fair, it's fair. No, I think no, that was like the biggest shocker, but something that I'm happy for because we always want change. We don't want to see the same people. Mm-hmm. Now, I think one of the things that I'm probably like the most excited about this season is just, I'm just really excited about that, high, that whole Kyrie um, saga being put to bed. Um, and Aww. him being on a team where he can like play and like I really I, I just re- I'm really hopeful for him with this new team and I really hope that him and um, he, like him and Dallas like they just bed well together and they play well together mm-hmm. and he just gets to play like he's always just wanted to play. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm excited about. Like yeah, yeah. I, I just really well, hope it's up in here for him. Mm-hmm. Well, talking about the Dallas with seven games remaining of the regular season, Mavs were like supposed to be fighting for one of the top seven spots in the NBA. But right now, on Thursday, they sit 11th in the Western Conference, looking mm. up to the playing spots. So, yeah, Luca and Kyrie aren't actually working out. Are yeah, they? it's actually Did quite like it's not going the way everyone thought. Um, and I think we touched that last time. Do you remember we were saying, like, can I either go, like, one way or the other? And mm. we go in the other. To yeah. be honest, mm. I have another take on that. I oh. think his off-court dramas and situations that he's got going on personally are potentially um, taking his joy away from the game. And he's he's alluded mm. to that as well. Yeah. Um, and that's, got, that's got to be very tough on him. He's still a young guy. He's been playing 
professionally for a long time, even in Europe. So um, for it to be your job and basketball also potentially being a place where you find refuge and, and you're able to release and you, you just can't really have that space. I think you're, we're seeing that, that kind of trickle into the game right now. And unfortunately, um, now they're sitting in a place where they might not even make the play in. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what that's like that's real life though so that would be um that's something to talk about because it's like mm-hmm. we don't really talk about like off-court drama and how that affects your your playing and I feel like player welfare is like such a big thing that we don't really talk about like what people go through as a whole as an athlete so that's the mm-hmm. I wish we could like he could open up more and more like how he personally feels so then we can get more of an understanding and so people yeah. can, like grasp onto that yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a few more players that are talking about it now um, in terms yeah. of like what they're going through. Um, like obviously, mm-hmm. Avon, I was sending you I was sending you tweets during the week um, about some yep. of your Celtics team <laughs> um, <laughs> and what they're going through as well. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's real. Like I think and I feel like um, we expect we expect players to just turn up and be like 100 percent. Yeah, 100 can't miss a, yeah. can't yeah. miss a shot. And all mm. these things, and it's like, yeah, these are people doing a job at the end of the day, and actually, whatever they whatever's going on in their life is definitely going to affect them. Remember, guys, it's more than ball. It's more than ball, a hundred percent. Andre Drummond. And yeah, I was literally going to say the tweet the other day from Andre Drummond. Yeah, he's taking a step back at the moment. He also deal with his mm-hmm. mental health struggles, um, and we've also seen Andrew Wiggins has been out for a while as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm reasons that we that they haven't really shared with us but mm. you know mm. we just have to respect that they're dealing mm. with it and hopefully everything can work out and we can see him back on the court as soon as possible yeah. yeah and you can like literally see how it impacts players like with Ben Simmons as well like yeah. his career went from like an all-star to now he's not even going to continue the rest of the season with the Nets like mm. I think yeah. it just shows like your environment really matters and where you are mentally in order to like progress in your career because Ben Simmons had so much potential like mm. Mm -hmm. do you remember when he went through his phase also yeah yeah Mm. definitely and now we're seeing what 36 point games or something like that really yeah 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 man Brody is back yeah (laughs) Yeah, no, we love that for him. But it's crazy, like it, it's such it it, it it says so much, and like I guess it also like as much as we um, don't like like the um, that period of like the unsettled the unsettled period of whether people are going to be switching teams mid season and so on. Like sometimes it does actually work out for people's good, um, and sometimes it can create like stronger, better teams, legacy teams. Um, it might be able to create a king situation, like we've seen. Um, just now and you never know like maybe next year we'll be talking about um, Kyrie at Mavs and um, in a completely different way um, we yeah. can only hope but yeah yeah definitely I think we have to give mm-hmm. these players a lot more credit than than they get so let's talk about the other situations in the Western Conference play-in so we've got the Timberwolves in seventh place who were on a four-game winning streak until their loss against the Suns last night uh, the Lakers have climbed up to eighth since LeBron's return and the ninth place Pelicans have won five of their last six games. So it's really all to play for in the West. Like any team can get it. And I think it's going to go to the last game of regular season. Which teams are you hoping make the play-ins, guys? The Lakers. Uh-uh. <laughs> of course. Of course. Do you really think, do you think they've got a shot, Sev? 
absolutely. Are you seeing LeBron James is back? Of course, he is back. He's ready. Back after a month, like that's so wild. I feel like that mm. month went so quick. Mm. It's LeBron James. Come back. <laughs> We're gonna win. Did you say we're gonna win? Yep. So you never so know. You're win. I have to have faith. I have to. Well, someone has to have faith. Yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> because that, that one that's high hopes. That's high hopes. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, no matter who like misses out on the playing spot, we're gonna miss like a lot of talent. Because, like, with the Wolves, we've got Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. With Pelicans, if Zion is healthy, we're going to miss out the opportunity. Oh, inside news, inside news. Um, But, uh, yeah, the Kyrie and Luca duo with the Mavs, Mm. if they miss out, we're going to miss out seeing them in the playoffs. And SGA, because OKC are also in the playing situation. So, and then LeBron and AD with Lakers. So, Literally, we will be missing out on one of these players in the playoffs. Yeah. A superstar we won't be seeing will be Damian Lillard, though. That down. is true. Yeah, Dame time is not going to be in the playoffs. And considering the season he's having as well, because he's having a good season, but they can't make the playoffs. Good. They're just a tanking team at this point. <laughs> <laughs> No, they gotta just like rebuild Blazers yeah. have to just rebuild at this point because yeah, yeah, yeah. they had Damian Lillard and he was really good and he did a lot but they haven't won anything they had a good team around him with CJ they sent him to Pelicans and yeah I think it's a rebuild situation with them now they need to like get Dame out um, but yeah aside from that the teams that have um, secured playoff positions are Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, and Cavs in the East. And then in the West, we've got Nuggets, Memphis Grizzlies, and Sacramento Kings. So out of the teams that have uh, made the playoffs so far, who are you guys looking forward to see? Bucks. 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 <laughs> I mean, Celtics. <laughs> I was going to ask no, but- how do you feel about um, Grant Williams missing his two free throws in that one game? You know, I don't know why he said that he would make it because everybody knows he wasn't making those three points. Like, he has what someone I want to I said he used to have that clutch gene to be like acting all big. Um, so I was like, oh, no, you what said the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, Grant Williams, I do not stand. <laughs> you heard it here first. I think I'll be, I'm looking forward to seeing Cavs. Because it's the first time they're in the playoffs um, since LeBron James, because um, mm. they've not played made the playoffs since, um, and they are a young team with Garland, Jarrett Allen, and Mobley, and then we've got Donovan Mitchell, who is going to show up in the playoffs like he always does. Um, so it'll be nice to see what they do, considering this is their first playoff and they're going to try get some playoff experience around their young core. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they've got in their bag because um, they are a young and a hungry team and I think they may cause an upset. 100%. So I think this is going to probably be like the biggest game in a very long time with Iowa and South Carolina. It's wild. How's everyone feeling about that? I'm looking forward to that. Did anyone see the video of um, Kyrie talking to the South Carolina women's team? Mm. No. 
it is it was like a video where it was like um who's the most famous person on your phone and yeah, Aaliyah yeah. Boston was like Kyrie Irving and they were like can you call him and would he pick up and he actually picked up yeah <laughs> yeah and he was like um yeah he was just he was just praising them saying that he's loving what they've been doing this season and so on so that was just really nice to see like him having their back in that situation. So Caitlin Clark could literally go to the league right now. Mm-hmm. With her talent, with what she has, she could literally go to the league. But, you know, for girls, they have to be 22 or finish a, a four-year degree in order to go. So how does everyone feel about the fact that a guy could go after one year, at, like after their freshman year of college, but girls have to literally finish their senior year to go off to the league? Do you feel like it's unfair or? Yeah, I mean, just by comparison, like it doesn't make sense that it's one rule for one and not another rule for another. Like, Yeah. For girls, yeah, it's a bit difficult because I get it, but then I go, I don't. So I do get it's unfair, but then I feel like girls have to have a backup because it's just like, what if you don't get a job overseas? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, like the opportunities is like, it's a bit smaller for girls. So um, they haven't got like such a big margin. And I feel like it's a good backup to make sure you do have your degree. But then honestly, like not everyone uses their degree anyway. Yeah, but I think that just sounds a bit sexist Sexist for you to say it's a backup for you to have your degree because you're yeah. not saying that for a male player. You're not saying, oh, they can leave college after a year and go straight to the league, you know, and be making enough money to be able to survive and provide for their family. It's not mm. happening with the women's side. Um, so that's the yeah, comparison. But yeah, I get there. that. and But that's what I'm saying. Because it's not a full season, well, their season's very much shorter. If they don't get a job overseas, then what, like what, they're just going to be working out. Exactly. So I'm not saying that's fair, but that's like what the situation is. Yeah, and that that's mm. the problem that we have, you know. Yeah. We don't have like a G League where female players <laughs> can go and like, get exposure and play and practice you just have like a short couple of months season in the summer and then you're you're kind of left to figure it out for the rest of the year Mm, mm. and I I guess it's difficult as well because like if actually the because I completely hear what you're saying Chuck in terms of it being sexist because if that's the actual intention of the rule like you have to study four years so you have a backup then it's like yeah that's wrong because actually we should put more effort into making sure that that isn't the way someone has to be successful into basketball. Um, whereas if that's not the intention, then it opens the question as to why is the rule not the same? Um, because there's no, there's no explanation why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the main reason um, for why it's not, which is like bad on the women NBA, is because they only have 144 roster spots and they can't, accommodate both the rookies and the new players coming into the league uh, and their existing superstars and talent that they've got that's why a lot of women NBA players have like oh they come into the league and they play for one year and then some teams will get rid of them off their teams or drop them um, so there's not that security around their careers within the WNBA as compared to like the NBA because they have more roster spots because they've got more teams um, yeah, so the pers- the the organization losing out on these players having to stay in college for four years is the WNBA because they could have these talents like Clark um, and Aaliyah Boston and Paige Bukers, all of these players at an earlier time in their careers, but 
they're having to wait for them to finish a four-year college degree before they can let them go into the WNBA, if that makes sense. Yeah. With the NIL rule, a lot of these Mm. players are actually not too fussed with being able to stay in college and experience um, the exposure that they get in there. And and we've seen with the ratings, it's been off Mm. the charts for for the women's basketball game. So that's just an aspect with regards to everything at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, Cameron Brink. She literally makes the last. She is like a day before to decide. So you can be twenty-one. You just have to turn twenty-two within the year of the draft. So Cameron Brink's birthday is the thirty-first of December. So she makes it by one day, but she has chosen to stay in college for another year, and she has quoted well, why why am I leaving college? It's fun, you know, I'm having a great time. And what is she, you know, starting to get herself into? So I just feel like there's not something to look forward to as Mm. much, especially now, like you said, Sevian, with the NIL deal that they have going on. College students are making money. Why am I leaving, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. And I guess, it, again, it just speaks, it goes back to the conversation we were having about like what the WNBA needs to do to like make sure that that talent can be a secure pipeline. So actually that money can generate all the way through. There's more teams, more spots, more um, competition, and I guess more games as well. Like actually, if we could see that pipeline grow through, because at some point we will get to the, we will get to a place where actually that also can't be contained in college. Exactly. And so there'll have to be a solution for it. So it's probably wiser that they start thinking about that pipeline trajectory now. Otherwise, like the WNBA could very quickly run out of its own appeal, potentially. And they have they have added four games to each team for mm. the WNBA season this year. But personally, I don't think it's enough. Mm. I mean, you still have, like Eamon said, you still have only 144 spots. Is that enough? Like I've I've played in Europe and... You know, there's. I feel like there's a lot of talent that's missed out on, and you know, kind of forgotten about uh, the player from Mississippi State that hit the game-winning shot to end UConn Street. Where was she? I haven't seen her or heard of her in years. But like Eamon said, I think if we have like a safety net of like a G League or something that can be introduced, you know, to get these players out there. Obviously, there's still exceptional players that can you know break out of that barrier, such as Rebecca Gardner who played in the league um, for her fir- for her rookie season at the age of, I think, 31 or 32. So it's still chance for female athletes, you know, to, to break free, but it doesn't mm. really happen a lot. Yeah, yeah. And that is an exceptional story, really, for someone to be breaking into the league at 32. Like, that is, that, that is wild, really, <laughs> when you think about how much... Um, yeah, and I guess it goes back to your point in terms of how much talent is out there and slept on, because not to assume that a 32-year-old can not do what a 24-year-old can do, but like at some point you have to really think about like how did this person get that, like how did that happen really? Like who have we missed out just in terms of athleticism? Um, yeah, it is definitely a question now I hear it 100%. Yeah. You even got LeBron James talking about why do, why do female basketball players have to stay in college for four years before going professional I mean if if he is talking about it I think like something needs to change yeah, Him yeah, we also high school, yeah 
I know, I think the rules have changed now for male athletes. It'll they, be one year. Yeah, they have to do one year. But if he's saying something and he left after high school, I think... Yeah, ultimately, like, the league just has to expand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Expand and give more girls the opportunity to play. And I don't think there'll be such an issue. Because girls put in the same amount of work as the guys. So why not let them pursue their career the way they want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Extend the pipeline. This happened with Jackie Young. She left Notre Dame after three years and she just got um, a WNBA championship last season. So it can be done. I think it's just a point of like the way the NBA players have the choice of doing like one year, like going into the draft after one year in college or like completing their <laughs> college degree and then going into the draft. I think that option should be there for these women basketball players in college as well. Like if they want to choose to go into the women NBA draft after one year, they should have the rights to control their own career instead yeah. of doing the four years that are mandatory. So, yeah. Especially if the reason for that is just because they're trying to protect the number of spots like that's mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like we said, <laughs> it just needs to expand to give people the ability. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, arguably what's the appeal like just stay in college there is like an additional for international uh female players you can leave at the age of 20 you can enter the draft at the age of 20 so i am wondering why there is a difference with international players compared to domestic players why wouldn't you want your own homegrown players to be able mm. to enter the draft but you are allowing international players i'm not sure if it is because in europe it is, it is kind of a normal thing for European players to not go to college and go straight into professional basketball. So they are still kind of required to play at least one year or two years because we finish school typically uh, yeah. at 18 years old. So you still have two years of professional basketball before you are able to enter the league. But I feel like we're missing out on such a huge talent in Caitlin Clark. Yeah, I think Caitlin Clark right now is quite indecisive if she's going to take her fifth year. Right now, she's about to finish her third year. But she can break so many records at the moment. So, what, Kelsey Plum currently holds um, the highest scorer in the um, NCAA. But she can literally take that over because she's not far off. Mm. So, And she can literally do that next year. But I don't know if she's going to take her fifth year. She's a bit indecisive. So it's a bit interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's it is that it is that like us watching like how these players navigate all these rules and make the right decisions for themselves yeah, in the yeah. middle of it. Like yeah, so it will be interesting to see what she does with it. So um, I think we t- touched on this. Um, Eamon was giving um, a beautiful roundup of what has been the to some extent chaos of this season <laughs> in the NBA. It's felt like um, we've watched a lot more in the news than we've watched on the courts this season. Um, has definitely been I think the theme for it. Um, in terms of the talk, um, the backlash, um, ever, just how players have been feeling and and really the reality of everything outside of um, the court. Um, and I guess one of the hot topics that's been going on over the course of this month has been John Morant and everything um, that has been going on with him. So I guess just to give um, um, a general um, overview in case um, people don't know. Um, so John Morant um, has been, um, I guess... I feel like um, he's he's an addition to the league that has been um, someone that's been like he he's exceptional when it comes to his athleticism, um, but equally has been like um, labelled a little bit of a showboater um, in the fact that he likes to talk 
um, quite a lot to players and so on. Um, and um, yeah, he's got he's got a bit of a mouth on him to some extent. Um, it's how he's been labelled. Um, but what has recently happened over the course of this month is that there was a clip of him in a strip club um, that came out um, that he actually had um, a gun in the strip club. And I think it was being streamed live and so on. And then what happened after that was that we then also saw the strip club itself release footage of him in it. Um, I'm not sure if that was for the purpose of them saying that he was sober. There's been so many different um, elements to that. So, so I think with the element of the footage being released, I think that's due to it being like part of an investigation. And I think once things are part of an investigation, like police records are public and then newspapers can get hold of that. Oh, okay. I think it was a situation where it was released in that sense. Oh, okay, fair, fair. Because yeah, there was quite a lot of skepticism as as in um as to like why around that time um all of those things had been released. But um what has since happened is that he took a few games off um and now he's back. Um and I guess um like as we were talking about it in terms of earlier, we were talking about what does it really like mean to be an NBA player in the limelight at such a young age, basically trying to trying to be you, trying to play the game and just and relax and actually what did that mean for you? Um, so I guess like, I just wanted to ask you guys, like, how did you see the story, take the story, take the takes of the story as well, um, before I start like dropping in some other things that came up in the media as well? For me, go back to an interview that he did with Taylor Rooks and John alluded to other pressures that he's feeling in life. And the interview that he had, and everybody talks to Taylor Rooks, they, they open up and they're really chilled anyway. Um, she's she's really great at what she does. But he did allude to pressures and kind of being that provider for his family and um, something that I think Jalen Rose talks about is that when, when you become an NBA superstar, now you're like the leader, essentially, of the people that you're around. And sometimes I think these players potentially are not ready for that. Mm. Uh, you need to have that preparation for the new changes that's going to happen in your life, how people are going to react to you, people are going to react to your status and people who are just around you for that status and who you are and not not truly there for you. Um, but I think another thing that was interesting in it is we we saw his like previous Instagram being brought up when mm. he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Personal stuff. But I think there, there's a, a wider situation there with with Jar that I think counselling and, and having the right circle around him will help to um, kind of solve uh, and I definitely think this is deeper than just the strip club situation I think he, he's got a lot of work to do yeah yeah and I'm glad I'm glad that you touched on the Instagram part because I really think that like I feel like um, one of the things that I was really disappointed in in terms of how the media handled it was how they created this image of him based on all those things that I threw in at the start, right? So I threw in those things about him being a bit of a showboater and so on and so forth. And I did that on purpose to try and see like, like, um, like what image does that then, like for someone that doesn't know this guy, like you're just a random person reading the, um, the New York Times and you see these labels like it's very problematic to put all of those things together and make it seem like this is someone's whole character, um, like without giving like fuller facts. So just like you said, like some of the Instagram posts that they had put up there, um, I think um, there were some news commentators that were talking about how hip hop music is like um, the root of this and how that is part of the reason why people act this way, that he feels like he has to fall in line 
um, with like the culture and so on. And it was just, I was, I literally, as I was watching the story unfold, I was like, this is wild. Like this is so much further than the investigation that we're hearing right now. Everyone is talking about anything, clutching at straws to create this persona of a person that they have absolutely no idea about. Um, that was my take on it anyway, I don't know. You just mentioned no idea about, but he's almost presented the idea to us. He presented the investigation to happen in the first place by going live in the club with the gun. Like, mm. this was all, this is all his image that he's presenting to us. So um, in in that sense, we, you can't really blame the media. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't just like a standalone event because leading up to the Instagram live, that there was that laser incident where he was pointing a laser or he was in the car of the person that was appointing a laser at um, the opposing team. And then mm. following that, there was the whole news about him beating up someone in Literally. the mall. So yeah, yeah, yeah. then I think everyone on like social media and stuff were like calling him fake, um, tough and all of this stuff. And then mm. it led to like him going on Instagram live with the gun if that makes sense so it was like a snowball effect of like a lot of different incidents a lot of like social media and media comments and Mm. then it hit the breaking point and at that point NBA Memphis Grizzlies everyone was like we need to step in and do something because we don't want to see someone like John Morant ruin his career because he is one of the best young talents in the league right now and yeah, yeah. I really do hope this is a turning point and I, mm. I think we'll be able to turn this around I think the league and the team have definitely put the right things in place to sort of step in it's good to see him back um, he's he's back earlier than I thought he would be um yeah same good to see him back um but yeah I agree I hope I hope it does all get turned around I think one of the things that I also saw that um like added to my sort of like viewpoint of it was like um, some of the like early clips of him in his career and how he felt like people didn't put a lot of respect on his name type mm-hmm. thing because he wasn't from certain neighborhoods and so on and so forth. And how that sort of, I guess, like pushed him to really want to show himself. And like, as I was thinking about, about it and I was watching it, I was just like, you just actually don't know what's going on in people's lives. You don't know all of those turning points that really change people's characters, mold the way they want to see themselves and they want people to see them. And yeah, when you're in the NBA, like under the limelight, and everyone's watching you and you are one of the most promising hopes of new NBA that yeah it's really hard to watch something like that happen but really hoping that it gets turned around for him at the same time I hope that we don't label this story sooner than we get to write it to be honest Mm. so we were privileged to be able to have an early access screening to the air movie and we just want to say thanks to Warner Brothers and AMPR London for the invite an amazing film Sorry, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Paige, Shaq, you were also there as well. Just a heads up, guys, no spoilers. But how yeah, yes, please, yes, please. Honestly, like, that movie, it, it kind of changes a lot, my perspective on a lot of things. Not even perspective, but it made me understand a lot more. And I think for anyone who loves sport, it's definitely a movie you have to go watch. No, absolutely. And for anyone who doesn't know what the Air movie is about, it's about the signing of Michael Jordan um, to Nike. Um, and it follows the journey of Sonny Vaccaro, a sports executive, sports marketing exec- executive for Nike, who actually goes through the process of signing him. So um, for me, I would say it's a, it's a movie that you can enjoy whether you're interested in 
basketball, sports, um, music, um, comedy, good films, just literally all across the board, um, you'd be interested in that. Um, Sylvian, I've got a question for you. Go ahead. So obviously, like you have tight connects with Nike anyway. Um, yeah. Did the movie like live up to your expectation of what you already knew? Or is it like what you thought, how it planned out? Or like, did it did it do what you already knew justice? So, yeah, I'm in a unique situation of previously coming from a Nike background, um, also a Jordan background and a basketball background and now being part of the Jordan family. Um, so watching the movie was pretty surreal to see how... Um, an organization can can come up with something and, and the details that go into how they can create a legacy, essentially. Um, so it definitely exceeded my expectations as a movie. Um, and it was really inspiring to see what you can do within those organizations and how like one person can actually make such a difference as well. No spoilers, but I think that gives a, a decent overview of what, what what's there to expect and also shout out to the cast star-studded cast um, <laughs> no, it was great it was who great. is going to go and see air is in for a treat yeah i heard that um shaq was talking throughout not throughout <laughs> but she was <laughs> she was talking Sam, apparently you're telling her to start talking while you were watching yeah, it was a throughout there was a moment where some some talented people needed to learn <laughs> um just looking at I'm just looking to my left, to my right, even. To your right. Get it right. <laughs> to my right, thinking, listen. I was so inspired. I couldn't let keep it in. I couldn't let Viola my excitement. Think. I couldn't hold let it Viola in. I had to let it out. Guys, at one point, Sevian was going to shed a tear. Yeah, honestly, weren't you about to cry? Are you, Sev? That is correct, but I'm a marshmallow, so... That's, that's, that's how that's how moving it was it was it, yeah it was quite insane you heard it here first i think oscars are coming yeah <laughs> no it. we love that we love that so also in culture and lifestyle we had the london lions with some exciting news Paige and shaq i'll leave it to you to talk about so <laughs> so me and shaq literally we just won um the trophy final just the last weekend Come through. Let's go. Guys, just look at Shaq's face. <laughs> She's extremely excited for those who can't see. <laughs> no, you guys must be, how are you guys feeling? Are you like shattered, excited? Like it must be all the feelings. Tell us how you're feeling. Honestly, like that's our third one. We won yeah. 2021, 2022, now 2023. So it's not that it's expected, but I, I Ooh, honestly lost that game. That game was very interesting because it was very close. So mm. it was like it could it could have went either or, mm. and it definitely couldn't have went either or. I don't know what that Ooh. means. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely wasn't going either or. But I personally really enjoyed the game. It is great to see so much talent, female talent in England, basketball wise, because we have been missing out on that, and to have a close game throughout. You know, it's it's what you play basketball for. Mm-mm. I don't want to sound like big headed, but there has been games where we've won by 50 points, 60 points, 
and go into a final and (laughs) they play you like just outright defensively as hard as they can. You know, they didn't Mm. give up from, from the beginning of the game to the end. You know, I have to give a shout out to Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was it was like it was more of an exciting final, you know? Like mm. they came up with a whole game plan. We didn't know what plays they were doing. It was all new for the day. And that's what we need for British basketball, especially in the women's division. We need competition and it just shows like they can they can play with us. There's a possibility and that's what made this final for me personally like the most exciting final compared to others. Mm. And yeah, it's just a joy to be a part of. Of course you wanna come up on top. And that's what we did. And yeah, fun times. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, it's doing nothing but growing the game. You know, there's young children watching the games in London. We was out all the way in Glasgow and there's fans there talking about, can I get your autograph? You know, you you wouldn't think that you know anybody out there, but you know. Come on, you always you're making an impact everywhere yeah. you go. Well, Shaq is famous. Wherever she goes, okay, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever she goes, someone want pictures. So there you go. No, that's great, man. No, we're so happy for you. That's really cool. And it's yeah, even really great to hear that. Yeah, you're out there taking pictures and autographs up in Glasgow because <laughs> it's important, man. Britain needs to know about basketball. It needs to become more homegrown so that we can build the culture and the community here too guys thank you so much for listening in to more than ball episode two brought to you by naysaga and nba 2k we're gonna be back in studio soon so you'll be able to see our faces as well as hear our voices shout out to the team that have been super supportive as i've been going through all my treatment and that's the main reason that we've not been able to get together in person but we shall be there soon enough signing out for now and we shall see you on episode three keep it locked peace thank you Bye. bye